Hello, everyone. This is the I'm Just a Kid podcast, episode number... Whoa. Wow, she sounded like uh, she was a bit drunk on that one, right? <laughs> is that me or was that... That was slow, right? Let's hear that again. Oh, she went faster. Am I crazy? Am I on my... Am I, am I drunk? I could have sworn the first time I played that, it was very slow. One more time. Yes, that's slower. All right, maybe my computer's drunk. I don't know what the hell is going on. Um, how you guys doing? This is the I'm Just a Kid podcast. I am James Camacho. Thank you for uh, tuning in again. I appreciate every single one of you that watches, that listens, that makes me in my melodic voice a daily part of your existence. Um, how you guys doing? You guys doing good? I'm doing pretty well. I um, I'll start off with this. I just picked up. When is this coming out? This is going to come out next week. So I just, I don't know if anyone here is a sneakerhead, um, but I just picked up a new pair of uh, Jordans. These are the Jordan 1 Chicago Lost and Founds. Um, yeah, these are these are gorgeous, man. Um, I don't know if you guys know anything about uh, me, but I'm a big sneakerhead. I think I posted a couple of jokes about it. I've been collecting these sneakers ever since I was in middle school, and... This is one of those pairs that has a lot of history, you know? Let me bring it in. Maybe I should bring it in the frame again. Um, so, you know, Michael, obviously Jordan, you guys know, is uh, based off Michael Jordan, the sneakers he wore when he was playing in the NBA. And these are the Jordan 1s. These are like the first Jordans, um, his rookie season that he wore. So this is like one, like Jordan 1, first season, the first Jordan ever. And um, they um, Nike just uh, remade them, and um, they released them last Saturday. I was able to get them a little early, but yeah, man, these are uh, whew, these are just fucking gorgeous, and it's pretty cool because they made them pretty available um, to people. The last time they remade these shoes was like seven years ago, and I shit you not, dude. If you look it up online, Jordan One Chicago High, twenty fifteen. It's about like a thousand dollars a pair. Um, ever since the last dance came out, um, all the Jordan shoes like fucking skyrocketed in price. So um, Nike was cool enough to make another pair, and I went ahead and I copped. Um, very excited! I can't wait to wear them. Oh, they're so beautiful! I like. Uh, I'm one of the, I'm I'm kind of weird. Like whenever I'm working at home in my office, like I'm sure you guys are work. You know, work at home. You got like you know your stress balls or. Uh, maybe you got pictures of your, your 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 friends, your kids, whatever around. I like to like have a pair of sneakers on the side, you know. So right now, like I got a pair of sneakers on. Like um, I have like the, I pull up this little stool here, right? I pull it up next to me, and uh, I just put the sneakers on there, and I just they're like my little stress balls. I don't know. That's weird. Is that is anyone else a sneakerhead? If you're a sneakerhead, write in or something. Comment. Um, did you get the Jordan Jordan One Chicago's? Um, God, um, but yeah, that's something that's exciting that's going on in my life. Um, other than that, it's uh, it's gonna be Thanksgiving on Thursday. Are you guys excited to see your families? Are you guys doing traveling? Are you guys doing a friendsgiving? This is actually the second year in a row that I'm not gonna be with my family. Um, and uh, I don't know if I've mentioned this before, but my family and I, um. We like I only exclusively get together with uh, 
the Chinese side of my family. And it's not because for, you know, because I don't want to see my Puerto Rican side. It's just that, like, my family's weird, man. You know, like uh, my dad is, you know, he's not a social guy. He's kind of a kind of a hermit, you know, so he doesn't really make the effort to, like, make friends or, like, keep up with family. You know, he's a. He's an odd duck, my dad. So, you know, um, I remember, like, I used to see the Chinese and Puerto Rican side every Thanksgiving. And then it just, like, um, there was one year my mom and dad got into an argument. So my Puerto Rican side grew up in um, New York, New York City. And uh, every year we would you, we would either do Thanksgiving with the Puerto Rican side or... Christmas with the Chinese side like we would rotate you know which one we which holiday we would do but we would try to there's two holidays right Thanksgiving Christmas and we would rotate which one we would go see uh the Chinese Puerto Rican side and there was one holiday where my mom and dad got into a really big argument you know like it's one of those arguments like you think they're gonna get divorced and I remember we had all the presents and we were ready to go to New York my mom and dad got into this big argument, and I remember my mom saying, "I'm dude, I'm like, I'm like six years old at the time. I don't know what the fuck's going on, right? Maybe not six, maybe a little older, um, but like definitely no, no older than nine, ten, right? And I remember my mom's yelling, you know, they're yelling. My mom's like, maybe you should just marry a Puerto Rican girl like your mom wanted. And even then, as a kid, not knowing a lot, I knew that's some serious shit right there, man. And my mom was like, I didn't want to go. Um, and like, you know, when like you get into like a relationship type of argument and your spouse will be like, fuck it, I'm not going, you know, um, I feel like a lot of the times they say that they end up going right. It's just like you kind of go, you know, you start pleading with them like, hey, OK, OK, like, like, let's not get out of control here. We'll settle down. Let's be logical, you know. My dad is such an asshole that I think my mom was like, okay, well, I'm not going. And my dad was like, all right. <laughs> so he literally just like took me in the car with all the presents and we went off to my Spanish, to New York to see my Spanish side, Puerto Rican side. Um, yeah, that's not what you're supposed to do when you're in a relationship, you know? Like if you're, if like if I was, my girlfriend and I were arguing, we're supposed to go like this uh, Sunday. Or last Sunday. Shit. It's Monday. What what fucking day is this coming out? It's Monday the 21st. So yesterday, my girlfriend and I, we went to a New York Giants football game, right? And I'm recording this uh, Wednesday the 16th. Um, just a little, little lifting up the curtain for you guys. But that's like if we got into an argument and she goes, well, I'm not going to the football game. You, just, you don't, you, you know, most men aren't just like, okay. You know, they usually put up a fight. Like, my girlfriend was like, I'm not going to the game. I'd be like, what the fuck? Like, no, let's talk this over. I'm sorry. You know, like, I didn't mean to, like, what, like, like say that. Uh, can we work this out? I want you to go. My dad was just like, all right, you don't, don't want to go. I don't, all right, we're not going then. So she didn't go, and she never, we never went back ever again. We never went back ever again. Um, It's kind of like one of those uh, deep, dark family things um but yeah what was my whole point of this oh yeah are you gonna go see your family for the holidays you know so ever since that kind of um squabble with my parents I have not 
visited my Puerto Rican side of the family for any holidays. And ever since then, it's just been the Asian side because my um, my mom's brother, so my uncle, and my mom's sister, so my aunt, um, both also moved from Taiwan to Edison, New Jersey, which is where I grew up. And, like, we all live in, like, a fucking half a mile radius, you know? So we would just, you know, do family. It's, it's just so much easier and convenient, you know? And it's just, like, I guess my mom... Never. I just feel, you know what I feel like? My dad is probably not very good. And I'm like this too. I'm not very good at like talking awkward things over, you know? Like, and I'm, I'm some, that's something I'm getting better at. But like, I'm a big hold in and like not get into an awkward situation guy. So I feel like what happened was, you know, my mom's like, I'm not going. And my dad is stupid and was like, all right, let's go. Right. So that happens, and then you come home, it's fucking awkward. And I just feel like, like you know, it was Christmas, so, you know, the holidays aren't for another 11 months. So eventually, you know, you, you get over it. Because I don't think they ever really talked about it, you know? So eventually, you know, you're living together, you know, uh, you just forget about it, right? But it's something that's, like, never talked about, right? It's like that, uh, it's, it's, it's like a herpy. You just hide it, hide it. And, well, you, you don't hide herpes. It kind of hides itself. But it's like something that's like, um, you know, it's something like it's like it's like something. I just don't think my parents ever talked about it. You know what happened that night, and then the holidays again came up, and my dad never wanted to address it. Neither did my mom, and it's just here we go, fucking fifteen years later. You know, I uh, didn't I didn't see my Puerto Rican side of the family. This is getting really sad, man. Anyways. So I'm not seeing my family for Thanksgiving again this year. And it's because my mom, she's in Taiwan. And my dad, you know, I don't even know what the fuck my dad's going to do. My dad um, is probably not going to, I don't know if he's going to see any family, you know. I don't have a really close relationship with my parents is, is what I'm really revealing here. But I'm going to have Thanksgiving again like I did last year with my girlfriend. So I think this Thursday we're going to go down to the West Side Market. We're going to pick up some turkey some gravy, some stuffing, some mac and cheese. I'll probably cook something for her. She'll probably cook something. And we're probably just going to wear fuzzy socks, spend time with the cats, and just, you know, maybe get drunk. I don't know. And I think she says we're going to wear Friendsgiving, you know, which which is cool, you know. Friendsgiving is definitely one of those terms where, like, when I first heard it, and probably for, like, a few years when I, I was, like, I was, like, as, like, a fucking stupid New Jersey-born um, alpha male idiot. I was like, that's, I'm not saying that term. Fucking <laughs> Friendsgiving, that's fucking stupid, bro. You know, Friendsgiving is for people that don't have a fucking, you know, don't have lives and shit, you know? But it's a term that's just kind of like, it's like the AirPods, you know, when they first came out, I'm like, I'm not wearing jizz on my ears, right? But then everyone's doing it, everyone's using them, and eventually you kind of realize, like, you know what? Like those air, you know, it's, it's pretty cool. That there's no wires, you know, so you don't get tangled up, right? You don't put it in your pocket, and they all they don't get all fucking, you know, inter interweaved and shit, right? So friendsgiving is just one of those things where it's like, as I've gotten older and more mature, I'm like, yeah, that makes sense because your friends are like your family, you know, like like like, you know, like so you're gonna do probably Wednesday with your fucking friends, you're gonna get drunk. And then Thursday, you're going to do with your family. Friendsgiving, uh, uh, Thanksgiving, you know? 
So it's just a term that I've come to accept. But I think my girlfriend says we're going to do something. Um, yeah, it should be fun, man. I fucking love the holidays, man. I think the big reason why I like the holidays, it kind of feels like COVID in a way where it's like it's just like a great excuse to not do shit, you know? It's a great excuse to eat a lot of food. It's a great excuse. You don't have to go to work. You know, you can just use that. Oh, it's holidays. Well, I'm not going to fucking do anything. I'm giving myself a break, you know? Which in reality... Every month, there's some fucking type of excuse, right? You know what I mean? Like, so we have a get fat in November, right? You get fat, and uh, uh, it's the holidays, right? So you can get fat and fuck around. December, it's Christmas. New Year's, fuck around. January, January's New Year's, right? So you fuck around then. February, Valentine's Day, let's get drunk, let's make love. And then March is St. Patty's Day, let's all be Irish and get drunk fucking fuck around april is um ooh, april might be the only month that doesn't have shit oh you have easter do people get drunk on easter i think they do hmm but you know what april is when spring comes right so the weather gets nicer so then you're just like oh it's fucking beautiful out let's get hammered right and then may same thing May, really, that's when it really starts to get nice, right? You got a Memorial Day weekend. Let's get drunk. Go to the shore. Take a whole weekend off. Then June, it's fucking summer. Let's get drunk. Let's fuck around. July, July 4th. Merca! And then August is just the last month before school starts, right? So you're just like, let's get fucking drunk. It's the last hot weather month. And then September, football starts, right? So every Sunday, you're gaining 100 million pounds from eating wings and drinking beer. And then October, Halloween, let's be a whore, fuck around, and then back to November, right? So every month there's an excuse to be a piece of shit. So (laughs) what was my point with this? The fucking holidays, right? Enjoy them. I hope um, I wish you all happy, merry Thanksgiving, okay? And um, I know there's that whole political thing with Thanksgiving, right? About the pilgrims and the Indians, and I get it, right? I'm woke too, but let's get past that and just eat a lot of food, have a good time, all right? You know who's having a good fucking um, November is um, Pete Davidson, right? He's dating, uh, well, he's allegedly, allegedly, allegedly dating um, Emily Ratajkowski. Dude, fucking Pete Davidson. I feel like at this point, he's trying, right? I feel like at this point, he's literally like, all right, who's the next hottest chick? And then he calls his agent or manager, and he's, they set it up, you know? Because it, it's getting a little ridiculous at this point. For, for First, it's, um, was it Ariana Grande? Was she the first one where it's like, holy fuck, dude. Like, good for you. I think he she was. And then he dated uh, Beckinsale, which is like, Beckinsale is obviously hot, beautiful, but. It was like how, you know, she's she's like in her 40s, right? So that's like one of those, like, what the fuck? And then Kim Kardashian, which is like, wow, right? Am I forgetting someone? Let's see Pete Davidson's fucking, um, Pete Davidson um, dating history. Let's see, here we go. Okay, so we have here, he started with uh, Carly Aquilina, who's a comedian. Very beautiful. Cassie David. I'm not even who. Oh, that's Larry. Isn't that Larry David's daughter? Okay. Also also beautiful. Okay, so we got Ariana Grande, which is like, holy shit status, right? 
Kate Beckinsale, another holy shit status. Margaret Qualley. Who the fuck is Margaret Qualley? I don't know. She's an actress. I don't know who that is. And then he dated Kaya Gerber. Okay, so these there's he had a lot of I mean, they're all brunettes. Like they're all like petite brunettes. That seems to be his type. Um I don't even know who Kaya Gerber is. Then we have Olivia O'Brien, who I don't know either, but she's also fucking gorgeous. Phoebe De- Okay. God damn. You know, I thought he got a lot of pussy, but, like, you know, these are names I don't even know. There's just more than I thought. Okay, then Kim Kardashian, that's, a, like, a what the fuck, right? And then now it's Emily Redikowski. Okay, so there's no one. I mean, there's people in between, but, like, you know, as beautiful as all those women are, and, you know, they're very successful, obviously. Um, They're not, like, household names like Kim K and Ariana Grande. And now Emily Ratajkowski, it's like, dude, it really does feel like he's trying at this point. Like, he's just trying. He's like, he's like, it's like a comedian who gets known for a certain thing, right? And they just kind of run away with that, right? It's like, you know me, I'm like, I'm Chinese and Puerto Rican. I do all these jokes about it. That's like, that's like me just making that my identity, you know? Just, just, just going balls to the wall with it. God damn, man. That's fucking so unbelievable. How do celebrities even date, man? Because I feel like, I don't know. Fuck. I'm looking at pictures of her now. She's fucking gorgeous. Um, So, yeah. Pete Davidson's dating Emily Ratajkowski, dude. I mean, you know, I've met Pete Davidson before. This is when he was, like, doing SNL. This is before. I'm not sure if it was during Ariana Grande, but it was, like, around that time. I saw him at Broadway Comedy Club. He was, like, working on a whatever he was doing for SNL weekend update that week. And, um, yeah, man, he's just like, uh, he's tall. He's like a tall guy. Like I'm six foot. He might be like six foot one, six foot two, just a lanky dude. It's so crazy. You see these celebrities because when you see them on camera and photos and the news, they, it just looks larger than life, you know? But then anytime you see a celebrity, it's like, I'm six foot, right? So that's pretty much like above average height. Like, anytime I see, a, like, a celebrity, and, like, I see a lot of celebrities, like, doing, being in New York City, doing stand-up comedy, right? Um, like, I'm taller than most of these guys, and you just, in your, in, in your soul, you feel smaller than them, but then physically, you're taller, so it, it's kind of, like, fascinating, you know? But, yeah, Pete Davidson's, like, a scrawny dude, man, and he's just, like, um, it's unbelievable, man. God bless him. He's 29 years old, too, which bums me out. I think I talked about it last week, where it's, like, these people that are doing super well in life are, like, younger than me. And I'm just, like, I'm starting to get to that age, I guess, where I'm starting to be like, fuck, man. Shit. You know? I got to get going with my life. But, yeah. I mean, I think I also talked about this. But, like, man, what a rebound, you know? You know, that's, like, that's how you know Pete Davidson is, like, a normal dude. Like, Kanye West broke up with Kim Kardashian, and he fucking ruined his life's over. And Pete Davidson, they break up. He moves on to Emily Ratajkowski. I mean, God damn it. God damn it. That's fucking impressive. But yeah. Um, God bless you, Pete. You know, you keep doing your thing, man. Um, wow. I wonder if he'll ever settle down, you know? Wouldn't it be funny if he did settle down and it was with someone that was like just a complete troll, you know? Not to say, you know, all women aren't beautiful. I'm just saying it's like, 
It goes from like Kim K, Ariana Grande, Emily Ratajkowski, Kate Beckinsale, and he just dates like some trailer, some lady that looks like she just owns a trailer in the in the middle of nowhere. You know, <laughs> that'd be fucking hilarious. Oh man, gotta also wonder too. It's like these women are so gorgeous. It's like, um, who doesn't love gorgeous people? But it's like, what are you? Is that what you're? Is is that your only thing you're into? Like, are do these maybe women have like personality things also that that are similar? You know, because people tend to do that when they date. They kind of date people. I feel like they have like similar personalities. Like, what's the personality connection? Between Kim K, Emily, Ariana Grande. I mean, they're all just like brunettes. But what is... I don't know. Anyways, I'm not going to pretend like I can figure this out. Um, speaking of other celebrity shits, um, Chappelle, um, he uh, he went on SNL. Speaking of SNL, right? Natural segue. Um, he went on SNL and he, uh, he had like a... You know, he did his monologue and... Um, all I'm seeing online is people so mad with him. But then, you know, in, in real life, you talk to people about it. No one, everyone seems to think it was the best thing that's ever happened, you know? So it's so funny how different the online world is as opposed to the real world, which is why I try, you know, when I'm on social media, posting my clippies, making my tweeties, you know, trying to have my presence. When people, like, shit on me, I try not to take it too personally, you know? Because I rarely ever seen, like, this quote-unquote Twitter mob in real life, you know? Like, I see people, like, yelling at people, saying this, saying that. When you go out in real life, everyone seems pretty normal, well-adjusted, and in the middle, and logical. You know what I mean? But, yeah, so Chappelle, you know, he talked about Kanye and Kyrie and the anti-Semitic uh, stuff. And people are just, like, online. I, I almost don't believe these are real people writing these things. But they're just, like, saying, like, like he's a piece of shit, needs to be canceled. And, like... I didn't even know he was doing SNL. I um I saw it online. I saw it tw- trending on Twitter, maybe like Sunday or Monday, like the day after. So I see him. You know, all these people are like, oh, he's you know he's defending Kanye. He's anti-Semitic. You know, he's a he's a, he's a um, appropriating hate for Jewish people. Like just 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 like saying like like in my mind, I'm like, oh my god, he must have made because because you know Chappelle like. You know, his special is about, um, and he made the, uh, the a lot of those uh, trans jokes. Like, I mean, they're pretty fucking harsh, you know? Like, even I'm watching, I'm a comedian. And even I'm watching, like, God damn, it's fucking crazy, right? So I'm thinking, like, oh, man, what did he say, you know? Did he, did, did he really go in on the Jews? Did he really defend Kanye? Did he really? And I watch it, and it's just, like, it's, a, it's jokes. Like, there is nothing. I didn't see anything or watch anything and be like, oh, God, Jesus. Everything was just what you would typically see a comedian joke about just jokes right punchlines silly like there was nothing i don't know maybe i'm stupid maybe i'm ignorant i just didn't see anything like and i i i can't like if 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 for the love of god if him just attempting to joke about it or talking about these things in a playful manner is like appropriating it like you gotta fucking relax one he's on a comedy uh snl's a comedy show right He's a stand-up comedian. He's joking about it. So you kind of... Then This is something that fucking really annoys me, and I'm working on a, on a bit about it. It's like people, for some reason, when comedians talk or joke or do their job, which is to joke and fuck around and not be serious, they take it so seriously. 
It's like they hear a comedian doing their job, and then they see a weatherman, weatherman doing their fucking job, and they think they're both serious. It's like, I it, it, it's so crazy to me. It's like when you go to a comedy club, um, the comedian is just is just joking. You know what I mean? And it's just funny to me because it doesn't work the reverse, right? No one sees the weatherman being like, it's going to be 62 and fucking cloudy today. And they're like, oh, my God. That's a, that, did you hear that joke the guy said? The weatherman's cracking jokes up there. No one, like, misinterprets that, you know? So it, it, it's just fucking baffling me. I, I, I almost don't believe these are real people. Like, when I'm on Twitter and I see people, like, giving him shit, I almost don't believe it's real people. Because I can't believe people are, like, can, can think that way. But it must be true, because even if it's not real people, even if it's like a, I don't know, a bot, someone's like controlling that bot or writing for that bot, you know? So yeah, he did this SNL uh, thing, and then, um, you know, he made these jokes, and like some of this, it was pretty good, you know? And then, you know, I, I was so ready for something crazy, or for him to say something crazy or horrific, and it was just a regular stand-up set. And I gotta say this about Chappelle, man. I mean, he's so fucking great. And I hope no one is offended by me saying that because I know a lot of people think or feel that he's appropriating anti-Semitism, you know. But I'm just talking about strictly in a stand-up comedian goat way. I mean, dude, that was a 15-minute SNL monologue, right? And that's a lot. I mean, 15 minutes is is long for an SNL monologue, I think, right? Most monologues, I mean, I think I saw one, like five minutes, right? They do five. He did fucking... 15 minutes, right? And do you know how hard it is right now in this day and age to, like, hold people's attention for 15 minutes? Like, I, you know, I'll try to watch, like, these, uh, like, a lot of my, um, com- not comrades, um, a lot of my peers, my comedic, com- comedic peers, right? They'll do, like, five minutes on Fallon. They'll do five minutes on Corden or five minutes on fucking whatever the fuck. The Late Show with Colbert. And not, not to be a dick, but I, it's so hard for me just to get past five minutes of them, of it, right? And, like, I know them, and I stick through with it, but, like, even, like, comedians who I really respect, when they're doing these five-minute things, like, I, I got to pause a minute and a half. I got to take a break. I got to do a line of cocaine just to get through it. That Chappelle thing, dude, I swear to God, my the moment I was kind of like, how much time is left in this, it was at 13 minutes. He's that fucking good, dude. He, like, he's able to be so captivating. Not just like, like, and here's something I've seen too. Like some comedians in um at the club in real life, um, like fucking kill. They can hold people's attention, but some reason it doesn't translate on TV. Like I've seen a lot of comedians are the goats, like at comedy clubs, and then they do a TV set, and it's just like it's it doesn't translate. But for some reason, he is so captivating, man. Like just everything, like just like you just every word. You're just like fucking um, on the edge of your seat, you know? So just that alone, like take comedy out of it. Just like him being a public speaker is kind of like, or just speaking. His his technique is fucking so great, man. I mean, it's just unbelievable. I wish I was that captivating when I was talking up there, you know? He's literally just talking and you can't get an, you you can't look away, you know? It's kind of like Trump, right? Not to say I'm a Trump guy, because I'm not, but it's like, when he talks, you just, he, I mean, Trump has this fucking weird thing with his voice, you know? He's in and out, he's like, 
and you just you're just captivated. You even if you hate his guts, you know it's very watchable. You know what I mean? Speaking of Trump too, he announced his presidency for 2024, and uh, yeah, that's pretty that's pretty nuts. Um, yeah, people are not happy about that. Did you know he is the only the second? He's trying to be the second president to be uh, to be voted for non-consecutive terms. Do you know who the other one is? Do you know who the other one is? Little trivia for you guys. Grover Cleveland. Remember that motherfucker? Grover Cleveland? Um. So, yeah, Trump's running for president again. I'm not even going to get into the, this. Is, I feel like this is getting crazy with the Chappelle, with the Trump. You know, I feel like this is just I don't need to lose my fucking life for this podcast but he's running again um i was watching um his announcement thing and dude there was literally like behind him there's like fucking 57 gigantic american flags it's like all right dude we got it you don't need <laughs> like i get it make america great again blah 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 you're running for the president but it's like do you need 50 american flags in the background you know that's a lot of fucking cotton or whatever polyester, and th- these aren't like like you know the flags you twirl in your hand, right? You go you go to your fucking Super Bowl um, parade. Woo! No, these are fucking like eighteen feet tall flags on giant fucking poles, right? Just fucking fifty of them in the background, dude. I'm like, god damn, you know. I just think about the people that have to set that up, right? They have to take the pole, like, you know, those those fucking guys, those workers just setting everything up, you know, making every, sure is everything okay. Those giant flags, you know, the ones that, like, if you, you're trying to, like, you can accidentally get wrapped up around it and, like, fucking suffocate, you know? Yeah. That's my one takeaway. When I watched that Trump announcement, it's the fucking the amount of flags. I'm like, dude, that's an that's a surplus amount of flags. We get it. It's America, all right. You're not running for the president of anywhere else. It's America. We got it. <laughs> I don't know why that fucking bothers me so much. You know, it's so in your face. Look at all these flags, America. It's like, all right, we got it. You think Biden would do that? You know. When, you know, if Biden were to announce his presidency again, he would have 50 American flags. Or is that a Trump thing? Is that too much? Is that too America? Is that very Republican to have 50 American flags? Anyways, I don't know. I can't imagine he'll win again, dude. I mean, he lost last time. Do you think he got more followers from last time? I don't know. I mean, he's going through a lot of shit. It's pretty wild. I mean, this guy, this guy likes to work. I'll give him that, you know? He's going through a fucking crazy scandal, right? Where he's like, isn't he going to, like, uh, for, for, like, taking the documents, right? Isn't he going to court for that? And now he wants to run for president? I'm like, does this guy fucking sleep? Does he sleep? Every day. It's like, that's a lot of shit, you know? <laughs> I, can, I can barely do this podcast and, st- and like, do, do my dick jokes later at nightclubs. This guy's fucking running for president. He's dealing with legal battles, you know. I saw a picture of his wife there. I thought it was him and his wife weren't fucking aren't like like close at all, you know. But his wife, I saw pictures of his wife there, smiling and shit. So I guess they're good now. I don't know. At what point do you just want to fucking give up, right? How old is Trump? Like seventy? 
I can't believe you he wants to keep doing things at 70. I feel like when I'm 70, I I I mean, I'm I'm 30, dude. I'm done. I want to retire right now. I don't want to do shit. This guy's so just fucking <laughs> he just wants to keep going. God bless him. He's got the tiger blood. Anyways, um yeah, so there's my little spiel for this week. Um it is Thanksgiving week. Um so I hope uh hope you guys are got good plans for that. Um let me throw some fun facts at you before we get into the questions. This one's crazy. And um this one is uh So here's a fun fact. During World War II, German prisoners of war in Canada were treated so well that many of them didn't want to leave the country after being released. Thousands of them stayed or came back to Canada with one stating their prison was the best thing that ever happened to me. I... (sighs) So, German prisoners of war in Canada were treated so well. It's like, I, I can't believe that, okay? If you're a prisoner of war, no matter how fucking great the accommodations are, how can it, like, how can it be better than being free, you know? That's like being in a prison, like, and, like, like you know, let's just say you're pri- there's, there's, like, a master bedroom, master bed, right? You got fucking uh, a pool. You got, like, luxury accommodations, but you can't leave that like base, right? You can't leave your prison still. Like, how is that better than being free? I guess it, you know what? Fuck. Now that I think about it, I guess like if you grew up in like a fucking trailer or if you were homeless and you went to prison and had these great accommodations, I guess I could see how it could be a little better. But I mean, I don't think these prisoners of war, these German prisoners of war in Canada, Oh, German prisoners of war. So these are Germans that were prisoners, not... Oh, I'm thinking, like, World War II. So I I, I, I thought it was, like, Holocaust. Like, Jews were being prisoners. Oh, so the Germans were prisoners. Okay, okay. Still, it's like, if you're a prisoner of war, man, I mean, you must be terrified every day. They might fucking lop off your head. You know what I mean? I just think that... I just think that's one... That's a bullshit... Like, I, I read that, and I'm like, bullshit, dude. One guy said that. One said the prison was the best thing that ever happened to me. Then your life sucks. Your life sucks outside. <laughs> I don't know. That one's stupid. It's not one of those things about Canada. Oh, they're so nice to people. It's like, okay. I mean, I've never been to Canada, so I can't really say for sure. But um, I don't know. That's a stupid fact. I just read that, and I was like, fuck this one. So there's a fuck you fact, I guess. I guess. Here's another fun fact. Here's another one that makes you feel old. 21 years ago today, and this is November 16th, Harry Potter and the Sorcerer's Stone was released in theaters. 21 years ago. Fuck. I'm getting old, dude. 21 years ago. Jesus Christ. Oh, man. That was a great movie. Remember that cake in the Sorcerer's Stone? The cake that Hagrid gets him? And he spells his name wrong on there, right? It's like a strawberry cake with, like, green icing. That shit makes me hungry, man. (laughs) I think about that cake for some reason. Because he, like, puts his finger in it. He's, like, scooping it up. Like, Harry, right? Scoops it up. Like, 
That's a good-looking cake, man. Fuck, that movie was so influential. I must have seen that thing a thousand times. You know what's sad? I recently tried to uh, rewatch. I always have these, especially when I'm drunk, sometimes I have these like weird fantasies where it's like, I want to watch all these movies I grew up with. I want to watch, like, I want to try to rekindle my childhood youth. And, dude, it's, like, fucking impossible, man. I got drunk, like, recently, and I, like, I tried to do that. Like, I, I just, like, started watching Harry Potter, and in my mind, I'm like, I'm going to start it. I'm going to watch all seven in a row. I'm going to feel like a fucking kid again. And I'm just drunk, you know? So I watch, like, the first 14 minutes, and I fucking pass out, you know? And then I wake up the next day, and I'm like, ah, shit, I tried to watch Harry Potter. And then, like, ah, man, there's something. It's just, I think when you get older, man, it, life beats you down, you know? It's just impossible to be a kid again. That's one thing I love about my kitten. The new kitty, Nimbo, that we got. Nimbo, you over there? He's sleeping. But he's uh, th- what do you, three months three months old, right? Dude, this, this fucking little kitty, man. Everything in the house is like a fucking roller coaster for him. He sees a sock. He starts playing with it. The happiest little fucker ever. He sees a fucking um, a piece of paper, like a tissue, right? He's fucking wrestling with it on the ground. I come up. I start fluffing him. He's having the best time. Shoelaces. He's just running in circles. You know, every little thing stimulates him. And he's just so happy. And it's just like, fuck, man. Just wait till you get older. (laughs) Wait till you get older, cat. When things get real. Wait till you have to get a job. You have bills and expectations. Fuck. I have this fantasy right now too where I want to like I want to buy a Game Boy Advance and like replay Pokemon Ruby. Cuz like as a kid I remember I remember that feeling, it's the feeling of just playing and and then like, you know, you're trying to level up, you're you know rare candies and shit, right? And then every time I try, I sit there and I open the game up. 5 minutes in, I'm like, "Fuck, man, I should be working," right? Ah. Uh, Maybe money will solve that, right? Maybe if I get like $150 million, I could be a kid again because I won't have to worry about making money. Oh, man, it sucks getting old. All right, let's move on. This is getting really depressing. All right, so we have uh, some questions and topics. Thank you guys again for sending stuff in, man. I really appreciate it. Um, let's, uh, let's fucking go, man. Blooming, what the fuck is this? Blooming Fox. Also, do I curse too much? I'm sorry if I curse a lot. I know in like like on social media, the Facebook reels, the Instagram reels, uh, YouTube or wherever you found me, I'm doing TikTok. I I try to be cleaner on there, but in real life, I'm a uh, I'm kind of Jersey trash. So I I say, does this turn people off? Because I know I was talking to a comic about this the other day. She has like a really big following from her podcast, but she was like her podcast is like you know, you know they make sure everything's edited and like clean and like non offensive. And then she'll have people come out to the shows and they'll, they'll kind of be like, oh, I didn't know you were so, you're so blue. And she's like, I, you know, what you're seeing is like an edited version. I don't know what you want, you know. But anyways, anyways, I digress. I digress. Because um, I'm really excited about these uh, topics this week. Blumming Fox, which I think that's her name. I copy and paste these. So this is whatever the usernames are. How much in touch are you with your Puerto Rican side? What are your favorite Puerto Rican foods? Hi from a fellow P. Rican. <laughs> Unfortunately, I kind of I kind of answered this earlier in a way. Um, I'm not that in touch with my Puerto Rican side. Um, when I was growing up, 
I used to hang out with my cousins, my Puerto Rican cousins, all the time. I used to come to New York City. I grew up in New Jersey. Come to New York City, and we'd uh, we'd have a great time. You know, it was a lot of fun. They're knuckleheads. You know, I I have uh, my 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 uh, uncle, my brothers, my brother. I don't have a brother. I'm an only child. Um, my dad's brother has three kids, and whenever I'd go visit him, it was always just fucking fun, man. You know, there was always that little awkwardness in the beginning because you haven't seen each other since the last holidays, right? You know, people get taller, people grow up and shit, you know, puberty. But um, these, yeah, we, we, it was just so much fun. You know what I liked about my Puerto Rican side? It's like they were always way more inappropriate than I kind of was allowed to be. Because I grew up with like, you know, like a Chinese mom and my dad was kind of distant, right? So every time I'd see them, like, they would always, like, you know, they were always playing with, like, action figures, watching these R-rated movies, cursing, kind of being a little more. And they're New Yorkers, right? So they're a little just, they're a little more hardened than me. I'm, I'm growing up in the suburbs, right? So, yeah, I'm not in, that in touch with them. And, like, you know, I'm friends with them on social media, but it's just been years and years and years and years. I'm, I mean, literally, like, 15, 15 years at this point. Um, I should make more of an effort to reconnect with them. Um and I guess the reason it's 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 an excuse. It's a reason, not an excuse, because I'm sick of fucking excuses. But the reason is being that, like, you know, growing up, my mom and dad had a huge argument one day about, you know, my mom and my mom decided to not um, go to the Puerto Rican side for the holidays. And ever since then, it's just the family's kind of been divided, you know. Um, But not that much and not that. You know, I, I remember, too, I used to go and, like, my grandma, um, Puerto Rican grandma, she would make amazing Spanish food. I, I remember going into the apartment and just the distinct smell, the rice, the chicken, the the pastelas. Um, I remember for a little bit, too, my mom found this place by where we grew up that had, like, really good, authentic Spanish food. And she would get it like once a week for my, you know, to have that little Puerto Rican flavor in the household. And I've kind of lost touch side with that, man. I mean, I'm not even, it's sad. It's so sad. Oh. But that's on me, man. Um, I should try to reconnect with my Puerto Rican side, my cousins. Uh, what's my po- favorite Puerto Rican foods? Dude, I got I to admit, man, uh, Spanish style rice with like beans and shit is fucking the bomb, dude. It's It's so different than like Chinese rice. It's just, um, oh, man, I'm salivating. I kind of want to get it right now. But, yeah, like uh, the pastelas, so fucking good. Um, I just love the, the softness, the texture, and just like just, just, just the pork and everything. It's like I'm, I'm literally salivating. This, is, this might get a little weird. Um, but, yeah, pastelo is definitely my favorite. Um, what kind of – is there any kind of Puerto Rican alcohols? Like just like – not rum, right? That's not Puerto Rican, is it? Let me see what they got. Say if they got Puerto Rican alcohol here. Let me Google Puerto Rican alcohol. Here we go. Puerto Rican alcohol. It is a pina colada, amaretto colada, Madela. Nice, nice, nice. Rum. Okay. Oh, I was right. What alcohol is Puerto Rican famous for? Rum. Dude, I haven't had a rum in a while. Dude, I used to. Fucked up on rum. Remember Captain Morgan? Oh, dude, when I was like in my heyday of blacking out in high school, oh, dude, I used to just 
we used to get that handle of the Captain Morgan, and we'd fucking like idiots. We'd like drink it. We 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 put our foot up on like a. Can you see my feet here? By the way, I don't know if you guys can see my leg. Um, I'm very I'm very dexterous there. Um, you'd put your foot up on the crate and you would drink the rum. You know, we'd get hammered, dude. We Captain and Coke. Oof, brutal hangover. It's one of those hangovers where like you taste the alcohol the next day and probably for like the next few days. You know. And then they have Captain 151, which is, like, so unnecessary, dude. It's like Captain Morgan's already going to make you fucking throw up, call your ex, fight someone you're not to, get arrested. Do we really have to make 151? Jesus Christ, man. What is the point? Because <laughs> alcohol companies do that. They make these fucking, they make a regular, and then they make a fucking 50 times stronger version of it. It's like, dude, it's, it's, why are you doing that? Like, like. The 30% alcohols, or what is it, 35% alcohol, 70 proof, whatever, those are already enough to fucking kill you. Why are you making 50% 100 proof? What is that? Like, I don't, it's not even more money. Was it more money for the 100 proof, 151? I don't know. It's just unnecessary, you know? And as a kid, it's just a higher number. So you just go, yeah, let's get that one. Fuck it, right? And you just, you just forget, you forget that it's more. Because when you're drinking, you're not really mindful. Like, like, oh, like, in your mind, you're just like, all right, yeah, like, I have three drinks, and then I'm drunk, right? You don't think about the alcohol content, really. So if you get in, like, Captain Morgan 151, in your mind, you're like, oh, I can still have three drinks. You take the three drinks, but you're three times more fucked up. You know what I mean? It's like when they would have, like, those, those LIT nights at college, right? They would have, like, LITs for, like, two bucks. You'd go in there. You're so used to drinking, like, four or five drinks a night. But then you can't do that with LITs. That's literally the equivalent of like fucking 65 drinks. You know what I mean? God damn it. So yeah. Blooming. Is it Blooming or Blooming? Fox. Let's just call you Miss Fox. Miss Fox, I'm not that in touch with my Puerto Rican side, unfortunately. And my favorite Puerto Rican food is Pastelas. And um, if you want to educate me more on Puerto Rican culture, hit me up. I'd love to, love to learn a little bit more. Um, I've been thinking about going to Puerto Rico for... Um, what do you call it? Um, for vacation. Because I haven't been in so long. I think I'm taking my girlfriend there. Um, she's texting me right now. Let me just text her back real quick. I always get nervous. I'm a nervous guy. My girlfriend texts me. I don't text her back immediately. I feel like she's going to kill me. I'm in an abusive relationship, guys. I'm kidding. All right. What am I doing? I'm on my phone during the podcast. All right. Next question this is actually um this is a suggestion and i like this one a lot ming lee suggests i uh talk about dating in new york city um boy that's a loaded one right there's a lot of jokes about it i don't know if you ever if you ever see a comedy if you ever go to a comedy show in new york city that's every comedian's got jokes dating in new york woo! and i'll say this about dating in new york it's 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 yeah it's different than the rest of the world, you know, for so many reasons. I mean, living in New York is just fucking crazy. You're in this jungle, iron jungle. Everyone's stacked on top of each other. It's disgusting. It's expensive, right? There's fucking crazy people everywhere. You might, you think you might get stabbed in the back at any second. And oddly enough, it's this fucking wasteland in a way, this dirty, smelly, there's no trees, right? No no green, unless you go to Central Park. You're paying a lot. And it's a place where you go. 
It's one of the wealthiest places in the world, right? Like everyone that lives in New York is more than likely a transplant, and they're trying to make it, right? Are they? They're trying to get their their career going, right? They're in like they're like young professionals. Whether it's Wall Street, finance, show business, everyone's trying to do shit here, right? So, dating is so different because people are they're dating not necessarily to like. I think everyone dates to like find love, right? Everyone dates to kind of like, you know, find the one. But like also people in New York dating and finding love, getting laid is not the most important thing to them in the world. Like their career usually is or making it. You know what I mean? So I think that's the diff that's one of the bigger differences because like if you're dating in like let's I don't know what's a small town. Edison, New Jersey, where I grew up, right? Let's say you're dating in there. It's like you know, you're in the suburbs. You probably got like an office job, maybe like a nine to five job at fucking whatever Walmart, right? You got a house that's, you know, your mortgage is fucking pretty cheap. Got land, you know. There's not, you're not really hustling and bustling. You don't really have aspirations. I mean, you could, you could, but I, I just don't think that if you did, then you would be in New York trying to really make it. Does that make sense? So. In New York, people are distracted because they got, you know, they're working tireless hours and it's just fucking exhausting. They're trying to be hot. They're in this metropolis that's famous, you know? So I think dating can be tough in that. And there's also just so many options, bro. I mean, if you're on Tinder in New York, you can swipe until your fucking fingers fall off, right? Each finger, get a million swipes. Each finger, a million swipes. Each finger, a million swipes. You'll still have people. It's endless, bro. You go to fucking, you go to Edison, New Jersey. And I've done this before. I've, I've gone and visited my parents. I started swiping, right, before I was dating, obviously, uh, with my girlfriend, obviously. Um, I run out of people, you know? That, that You're swiping, swiping. Next thing you know, it's just that blank screen. You know, on Bumble, it's just that B that's kind of just like, right? It's like, tech check back later in case anyone else, you know? So it's just like there's a lot of options and um, everyone's like, you know, I, I feel like everyone out there and especially in New York is like so motivated. So I, I think like it can get frustrating because when you're dating, especially if you're looking for like a relationship, you may be trying to like, uh, you know, you need people's commitment and attention to you and their commitment and attention might be elsewhere. And also it's like I think when you're in that mindset of being a young professional you don't you 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 kind of fool yourself because that, that's kind of how I was for a little bit when I was dating, right? I definitely had a phase where I was like, I just want I, I when I, especially when I moved to New York, I'm like, oh man, I just want to have fun being a single guy. I want to go on dates. I want to explore the city. I want to, you know, get my numbers up as shallow as that is. I want to hook up, have fun, just fucking have a good time safely, right? But I, I do think a lot and most people have that innate instinctual feeling like they want to be with one person, you know, and I and I was talking this about this the other day with someone. They're like, oh, you know, monogamy is, is a bullshit. Monogamy is not natural. I think that's right. But I think over the years, it's like, you know, monogamy is becoming natural or has become natural for humans. You know, it's like it's like um it's like fucking uh, what they say about dinosaurs, right? How like birds used to be velociraptors, right? Because because I, I I mean this I'm gonna sound really stupid now if I'm wrong, but it's like I think 
Velociraptors became birds because they were jumping and shit, and like they kind of like their arms became wings. You know, God, I hope I don't sound stupid right now. But you like 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 um like tadpoles, right? They they they're in the water, and then like they they need. Ah, oh, fuck. What's the example I'm trying to come up with? It's like over time, species can develop like other parts of their body because they need to adapt to their environment. You know what I mean? So I think for humans, I think, when you know, when you're a caveman, you're just a, you know, cavemen were animals. They were sticking their dicks in anything, right? And then, you know, their whole purpose was to recreate, procreate. There was no love, no emotion behind it. It didn't matter who it was. But I think over time, as that's become more normalized, 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 I think humans now... Especially you see on TV, people fall in love. You see your parents, you know, together and stuff, right? All your friends are getting married. I think you kind of just, na- like, I think we've kind of be, uh, we're kind of like, um, it's like what people say with fucking phones. Oh, now we're all addicted to our phones, right? And this new generation that hasn't had any phones won't, won't know how to be social. It's like, it's the same thing. It's like over time, the social norms change. Does this make any sense? Does it? If it doesn't, I'm sorry. But... Yeah, so I think dating in New York is – I don't know what angle you're asking from, like dating in New York. I think generally it's – if you're looking to have fun and you're open-minded um, and you kind of know what it is, which is like, yeah, there's a lot of people. People have options. People are busy. Um, It can be fun, you know? If you're looking for a relationship, I think it might be tough in New York City for you. Not you in general, mainly, but I just think like – I know I so many, you know, so many I hear a lot of women complain about um guys are, you know, in New York it's like tough to date, right? And it it's you know, it's just relationship people I think have a harder time in New York because there's more options, people aren't focused on um just think about it. there's a fucking million jillion people in this city, right? Every night you go out there's just People, potential people everywhere. You can swipe forever on Tinder, right? Edison, New Jersey, you could not run into someone for a week if you just stay home and go to the grocery store, right? You could see the same people every day. Swiping out of people on Tinder. So there's more options. And when you're in New York, you're probably more career focused, right? So your time is focused elsewhere. And then, you know, new, you know, and then um, in the suburbs, there ain't shit to do on a Saturday night. You know what I mean? That's why, you know, a lot of times I travel on the road. And I'll be asking who's in a relationship, right? Who's married? I mean, everyone's married. Everyone's got kids. And these are like people that are younger than me. 25, got three kids, got a house, got a mortgage. I'm like, what the fuck, man? And it's because it's a small town. There's not shit to do, right? Every girl in there, every guy in there, you went to high school with. So, you know, you can only like whore around for so long between before it starts getting back to people and you start running out of people. You know what I mean? So you kind of just, you go, you know, you know what I mean? No, I mean... Anyways, so that's dating in New York. It can be great depending – like it's all about what you're looking to get out of it. If you're trying to get into a relationship, it's going to be a little tougher for you. Um, If you're looking to have fun, it it, it could be fucking great. But I think at the end of the day, knowing what you want and not expecting anything from anyone in New York because everyone in New York pretends like they're fucking better and busier than they are. I don't know if you've ever walked down the streets in New York. Everyone, Everyone has this vibe. That wherever they're getting to is the most important fucking thing going on in the universe. And it's not. All right? So those are the people you're dealing with. People that are self-important. People that are trying to find their identity because they're in this fucked up, dangerous, disgusting, smelly city for a million dollars a month. 
trying to make it and whatever the fuck. And it's all to just have a good time for 10 years and then get married and move out into a more affordable place in the suburbs. That's all it is. Anyways, um, let's move on. So, Ming Lee, I hope that described dating in New York City. As uh, from personal experience, I uh, I had a great time dating in New York. You know what I mean? Um, I had my fun, but I got to the point where, and I remember I didn't, if you were to ask me at the time, I would never have admitted this, but I kind of got sick of uh, dating around. Um, I wanted something a little more serious. And then that's um, around that time, I felt those things, but I would never admit it because I'm a fucking dumb guy. And I met my girlfriend, and I remember the first date was fun. A lot of first dates are fun, right? You want to see them again, second date. And the second date was fun, even better than the first date. And the third date was fun. Fourth date was great. And then as time went on, it it went from me being like, she just became the only person I really wanted to hang out with, you know? And uh, that's what I did. I made her the only person. All right. Should we move on? What time are we at? 57 minutes? Oh, shit. We got to wrap up here. Um, Guys, thank you so much for listening. That was fun talking about dating and shit. Um, real quick, I'm going to plug some stuff. Speaking of my girlfriend, I love this podcast. This podcast, I feel like, was very smooth. It was very, like, every topic I talked about segued into the next one, right? Anyways, so speaking of my girlfriend, we have a podcast called The Mixed Mutts Podcast. Uh, as of today, we are going to be shooting another episode this weekend. And like... Uh, my old, like, I'm just a kid that used to be about high school having guests on. Um, my girlfriend and I, we had a podcast called Mixed Mutts where we interviewed mixed race people. We're throwing that out the window. We're just going to talk to each other and um, we're going to have our little couple chemistry on camera. We're going to talk about topics and then uh, we'll also like take kind of suggestions and questions from you guys. So if you, my girlfriend's so fucking funny, by the way, um, just watch an episode. If you go back to my YouTube page, Mixed Mutts Podcast. Uh, there's about seven episodes. She's so goofy. She's great. She's just, and she's fucking so goddamn cute and smart. Um, check it out. We're going to be doing episodes every week. Um, if we can, you know, we're both very busy, so we're going to try to be consistent with it every week. We're going to try to have an episode. Mixed Months Podcast, my girlfriend and I just bullshitting with each other. Send us questions you want us to talk about on there, too. My girlfriend's a neuroscientist. She's Indian and white. She's a PhD student at Columbia University. And she's fucking, she's done TV. She's done, um, she she was a host on an Al Roker um, AI, artificial intelligence TV show. Um, so if you got questions for her, fucking send them and we can talk about it. Real quick, more plugs. As you guys um, may or may not know, every Monday, if you're in New York City, I'm at the Comic Strip Live. Most Mondays, working out new jokes. Mondays, Comic Strip Live, working out new shit. If you want to see me eat my balls, come there. Um, upcoming tour dates. December. Oh, what's this weekend? Right. Rutherford, New Jersey. I'm opening for Samuel J. Comro for America's Got Talent. Bananas Comedy Club this weekend. Rutherford, New Jersey. 25-26. Four shows. Um, and then the weekend after, I'm headlining my own show at the Comedy Loft, Washington, D.C., December 2nd and 3rd. Also, if you know, if you don't live in these towns, you know someone in there, you think they might want to see some stand-up, please send a recommendation. Um and then also back in New York City, I will be headlining the Triad Theater 
December 9th. Tickets all jamescomonster.com. December 23rd, I'll be at the Hartford Funny Bone in Hartford, Connecticut, opening for a Lingon Mitra, who's fucking hilarious, hilarious comedian. He's blowing up on social media. If you don't know Lingon Mitra, go right now on his Instagram, Lingon Mitra. He's got fucking these, all these stand-up clips are hilarious, man. He's great. I'm opening up for him. I'm very excited about that. And then um, Jan 6th, 7th, headlining my own show in Cocoa Beach, Florida, Gregory's Comedy Club. There will also be other Florida dates around that. Still working the details out. If you're a Floridian and you love Trump, come see me. Just kidding. I, I Just come see me no matter what. Um, I'm just making a Florida Trump joke. I'm a hack. Um, and then January 11th for one night only at Point Pleasant, New Jersey, Uncle Vinny's Comedy Club. Headlining Church's Satire, Hanover, Pennsylvania, January 13th, 14th. And then January 21st, I am doing a Hispanic Heritage Month show. No, it's not. His, it, it was supposed to be a Hispanic Heritage Month show. It got moved. It's a Latin Prince of Comedy show at the Bergen Performing Arts Center in Englewood, New Jersey with Saifa Sounds, Alice Carbano, Julio Diaz, all Hispanic lineup. That's going to be fucking killer. Um, I'm nervous because I, I feel like I'm not Hispanic enough, but it's going to be a fun time. Come out to that. That's a big theater. We got to help you got to help us pack it out. Um, JamesCamacho.com for all shows. If you don't already, please follow me on Instagram at Camacho, TikTok Camacho, Facebook page, James Y. Camacho Comedy, um, YouTube, James Camacho. Um, tell a friend that you think might be uh, enjoyed this bullshit that I'm doing. Um, and to end the podcast, um, here's the quote of the day. Men, for the sake of getting a living forget to live by margaret fuller men for the sake of getting a living forget to live um i love this quote and something i try to remind myself every day you know i'm in this fucking hustle mode hustle culture trying to make it in comedy got my head down got the blinders on just fucking plowing through tunnel vision and sometimes man you gotta look away from your goal, look to the sides, and enjoy what you got going on. You know, for me, it's like as much as I want to make it in comedy, you know, get into these clubs in New York, headline shows, be famous. I got a pretty good life. You know, I look here, I got my beautiful girlfriend. I look here, I got my fluffy cats. Um, and uh, yeah. So guys, you know, sometimes just slow down and uh, appreciate what you have. Don't always look forward. I'm Just a Kid Podcast. Thanks for listening. Gracias. Adios. Zai Jen.